Mosquitoes by Lucy Kirkwood, directed by Rufus Norris, is about sisterhood, motherhood, running away, standing still, going nowhere, and science versus intuition. There's some rubbish sex in there and some big astrophysics. The two central parts, sisters Alice and Jenny, are played by Willie and Colin. <laughs> so, let's start. Should we start right at the very beginning? Um, and I kind of wanted both of your reactions on what you thought when you first read the play. Obviously, you've worked on it really hard, but if you cast your mind back, what you thought when you first read it? Uh, I, I was on a completely blank page uh, where Lucy Kirkwood was concerned, mm. so I was my pulse set pretty high when I saw her name on the front. Mm. Um, I hate mosquitoes and I react very badly to their bites, so my <laughs> pulse then raised for a different reason when I saw the title. But from the first page, uh, I read the first few comments, first few exchanges, and then I checked back to the letter from my agent to see which part had been offered. <laughs> and because um, I was which like, one did you want? This is so exciting. <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't, I just want, I that could be awkward, isn't it? Well, it's <laughs> that, it could be awkward, but uh, it's more that I don't know if you find this, but when I read a script, I and I know I'm being offered a part, I see the entire play from my character's point of view from the very beginning, yeah. which is what has ensued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, lo I loved it and said, rang my agent back and said, um, I, I'm, I'm making an American TV show and they are extremely possessive and don't release you for things. And I said to write to the Americans and say that I would not act at all in their TV show. I wouldn't move or speak unless they released me to do this play. Really? Nice, I like. I said I would. Cool. I would Have you still uh, got the job? Yeah. Although my character was actually uh, in a coma for the first series. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just stay in the coma for all eight years that I've been booked for. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, so I wanted you? to do it quite well. What about you, Colly? What did you think when you first read it? Um, uh, exactly the same as Willie. I, look at it only through the eyes of the person I've been told I'm playing. Mm. Um, and I took instant sort of ownership of her. I didn't want anyone else to be her. And um, I did love how Lucy has written her. Uh, this is, <laughs> we, we've talked about this before, and you have to love who you're playing. And uh, so, and we love each other, but we also very are very protective and we can get yes. a little bit snappy about, well, actually, I think you'll find Jenny was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we... <laughs> and I, I'm having to breathe now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we, we do take it quite personally. Um, but I really wanted to play Jenny because I, I love how Lucy has written her. She's, she says funny things and she says terribly sad things and all the things you want to play, uh, I wanted to play her. So. Yeah. Uh, and the science bit, didn't understand at all. <laughs> <laughs> Still sort of don't. <laughs> right. we'll, we'll, we'll do that later. Okay. We'll do that later. But the thing I like about both the women is that they're both flawed, aren't they? So there's times mm. when you're like, okay, yes, you're absolutely right. And then there's times when I have to say, I wanted to yes. kind of slap both of you. You were yeah. just really awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, I mean, presumably that's like part of what you enjoy that's, about yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, playing, playing flawed, playing angelic is so boring. Quite hard as well, I imagine. Yeah, quite hard. Well, I, I haven't got a clue how to play it. Um, but yes, it's, and it is funny when you're aware that this probably is not what you should be saying, but it's really fun to say it. it and there, there is a cathartic sense where you can let all that go. I think as actors, it makes us sort of healthier human beings that we get to... Yeah. really have a go at each other on stage and then you don't need to do that and to your husband and kids. are so great. <laughs> she yeah. says, I know we're being filmed, but she says... See you next Tuesday. 
it's bad she said word. A rude word. And <laughs> there was one woman behind me on one show. She went, <gasps> so horrified by this word. Which made me, I wanted to go, sorry, what did you say, Alice? <laughs> <laughs> make say it again to see what so we could get. What? See how far she goes. Really fun. <laughs> and there's, Jenny says some quite contentious things, mm. and you get fantastic reactions. Yeah. Uh, oh, and there's a great bit when you say something. And there was one man in the audience who went, Jesus! <laughs> this is so much fun, everyone. Yeah. If you think about the kind of moments of awfulness, you know, we can perhaps say, uh, should we turn to you trying to get off with um, Alice's boyfriend? That is not great. Not, it's not very sisterly. That is not okay. I'm no, I <laughs> Speaking of us sisters, <laughs> siblings, but just as women She's in general. You're very cool about it, considering. <sighs> yeah. It's because I love you. Oh. <laughs> Don't feel sympathy. We haven't seen the play yet. <laughs> You have to, so you actually have to kind of rationalise that in your head for your for your character to work. And what do you feel? So when you're thinking about that, as you as you as the person, as you know, somebody who was who would attempt to get off with her sister's boyfriend, mm -hmm. um, how are you? How do you get into that? Because I know you as a nice person, Collie, and I assume <laughs> that you would not do that in normal life. No, I have left her alone in a room with my husband, and, and it's, it's been alright. Right. 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 You can tell us crying when you came back. <laughs> It's been okay. <laughs> I mean, you, how do you rationalise that in her, in, uh, as her character? No, she's well, quite complicated. She's, she can get away with so much uh, because she's been through such horrendous stuff that she's not, you know, she's, she's not there's no an undamaged person. Yeah, there's mm. no boundaries. She's kind of wants, in her cat-handed way, wants someone else to feel pain like she did or someone else, as she says, I want her to feel stupid. I want something to happen to her because she's so rational and it's also, it's obvious why the bad thing happened and that's not fair in Jenny's world it's not yeah. it's not fair because it she Jenny I'm sorry I'm trying not to give anything away which so if you haven't seen the play you're probably thinking what the hell am I talking about <laughs> um, <laughs> if you have I hope you understand what I'm saying but um, Jenny explains how the um, sequence of events happened that ended up with the terrible loss that she suffered and I think that's perfectly acceptable for someone to listen to all those you know yeah. Um, bits of information Reasons, yeah, and information. make a fairly reasoned, um, you know, decision. I mean, that's the amazing thing about the writing. You, yeah. you said it. She she says why. Yeah. You know, I want something to happen to her that she doesn't understand. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so it's not what you would normally do, <laughs> but you do know why she's all over the place, and that's why I think you're extraordinarily nice about it because I think you know that she's been through yeah an awful lot of poo, even though you know. Also, I have created a backstory where my mother and my <laughs> sister have tried to uh, say rude, rude words, but you know, bleep, bleep, bleep. Um, every single man I've ever brought back to the house. Ah, <laughs> That's my Fantastic. backstory. Yeah. I think. See, yeah, my backstory <laughs> is uh, <laughs> slightly different. <laughs> and there's a there's another moment with, when with Alice, Alice, who, who kind of represents rationality mm. and science, and uh, but there's a bit where it just really um, kind of misfires because she can't hear people when they're being emotional. And the bit that I'm thinking about is actually when her son returns, having left for a while, mm. and you, I mean, I kind of wanted to chuck things at you because mm. <laughs> he was speaking to you and you weren't hearing. I mean, it's very hard. Okay, here we now go. Now you have to be Justify, nice justify, justify. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, these are real people. Everything <laughs> that he says has been suggested to him by Jenny. Yeah. Oh God, we're going to hand up. We're going to have. We're going to have a row. You two said right. We could just yeah. do a scrap. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big bare yeah. pit scrap. You don't. He see said me I want to leave. But I oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping him. Yeah. I'm giving him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
the words. You're giving him the words. Maybe but he already yeah. has. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just helping him. So he, my son is unstable. Yeah. I don't know if anybody has any a child with a with an illness or a chronic condition. My child suffers from a chronic condition. And it makes you very protective of the person. And however you manage that illness or that condition has probably been constructed by mistake or through trial and error, lots of error, but you get to a place where you have found some kind of equilibrium yeah. and maybe it's faulty. But you know, my child suffers from a dust allergy and quite a lot of people think I'm a bit overprotective keeping her from dust and, and pollen and grass cuttings and going, you know what, she just needs to play in the hay. Yeah, put her in the sand. Put her in the it's going to be fine. <laughs> Come over and sleep <laughs> on a bed that pillows are 20 years old. She'll be fine. You know, and it makes you go a bit, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that's where Alice is. It's you know. very interesting to play, isn't it? Because you know you're both reacting as mm. the people, <laughs> but the reason why you are is obviously it's written like that. But because we understand families, it's about yeah. family. And one of the things that really resonated with me was how you were both given roles by your mother. Mm. You know, whatever those roles were, mm. one is deemed to be clever, one is deemed not to be clever, and one is left to do more caring than the other supposedly mm. clever one. And I've seen this in my family, and you try very hard not to repeat those errors, mm. don't you? That's that's yeah, a kind yeah. of difficulty. It's very hard for people to break out of those roles. Once you're given them, you know, there's nothing you can do about mm. it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I still hate, I'm no, 43, going home and sitting in the back of the car, my parents' car. I have to really count to ten and try and calm down. Mm. Yes. <laughs> uh, do you sit in the same uh, place? I'm in the boots. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> I'm in with the dog. That's where my place is. I'm the young. I'm the youngest child. So, and yeah. what what we've talked about before is that you know I'm Alice in this, but in my family I'm Jenny. You know I'm I'm chaos. So in a sense I've had to adopt some Alice. Yeah. Um, but but I, I think you also have to see, and I'm going to speak up for the science because because. Also, there, there are these two types of physicists that the play talks about, the experimental and, and the theoretical, and there's chaos and there's order, and there's a beautiful speech by Amanda Boxer, whose character who says, we think we come from order, that mm. our childhood was somehow ordered, and that as we go forward, things become a mess, but in fact, there's always been, we've always been, we've come from chaos. And it cha is chaos. Yeah. It is chaos at all times. Yeah. And Alice is desperately trying to create order. Yeah. And people like her own husband and her sister um, and her son are, are chaos. They're theoretical, creative, yeah. and she's an experimental, ordered yeah. person. They're wrecking it, aren't they? Doing their best. <laughs> <laughs> um, in what way, so that we're built up to believe that Jenny is... Um, is not as clever conventionally as Alice. In which ways did you feel that um, Jenny is clever? Oh, uh, well, I think she has an emotional intelligence that no one else seems to possess in the play. Straight <laughs> <laughs> <And> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about it. Uh, I, I mean, to the point where she will take this sort of uh, constant dripping of abuse and just, she knows there's no point really in, in, in fighting back because they won't get it. Yeah. They'll never get it. And so... She does other stuff to piss them off as a little victory for her. Um, and she, I think she's quick, quicker with humour than the others, so that's yeah. another little victory. Uh, I don't know, but then she's been sort of, you know, 
sort of wears you down. Yeah. I think it had, had she been a little stronger, she'd have, she'd have fucked off a lot earlier and left them to it, I think. But, but there uh, is an element also that she won't go because it slightly annoys them. Well, maybe she's doing it, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. That's another little victory. But I think that's very... I mean, in the real Demi Moore scene... Uh, I think it's a Demi Moore scene. Demi Moore. In the real Demi Moore. Yeah. In, oh. the, in the real Demi Moore scene. She's the really Demi Moore. attention, isn't she? French, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, my character says, no, it's not that you're stupid, really. She knows that Jenny isn't stupid. Um, and... And it's that thing that we are cast in in a role, as you say, by mm. our family, um, and and it, it is just the sort of default position that you fall to. But she know, and and as you say, no, no one who was stupid, whatever that means, could be that quick, could find yeah, be such funny. brilliant returns and find such brilliant ways to cause chaos. I mean, her, the way she causes chaos in Alice's life is exceedingly sophisticated. She says yeah. you have to. You have to make her lose her job. Yeah. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have a child on the spectrum, they take it. Oh, we see. So maybe Jen is well, I think we should just the let them bicker. <laughs> should we just let them bicker? So they're still there. Do you, there's, a, there's an element, I mean, we could look at it as this as a feminist play or feminist thwarted play as well, slightly, meaning that if, you know, there's a kind of interesting element about combining motherhood and career, which is actually epitomised by the the mother figure anyway. Mm. She, you know, works very hard in science and she does really brilliantly, but isn't acknowledged because of the times that she's in. Mm. It's interesting to me because initially I thought, oh, um, uh, Jenny is perhaps a cautionary tale. If she'd ignored the fact that she'd been told she was stupid and got a career, she would have been happier. Mm. But actually you could see it the other way around as mm. well, couldn't you? They're mm. both fighting against different um, yeah. pulling forces. Yeah. Yeah, they're both sitting in moulds that they don't, don't really fit them, I think. Yeah, and there's to do with a co yeah. combination of caring and work. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I think that was it. I think <laughs> I came up with the idea of a jelly mould and that's it. I'm <laughs> not going to stick with your jelly mould. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the, the story of our mother is an extraordinary one and very much based on a woman called Jocelyn Bell Burnett, who yeah. is a Quaker and a scientist and uh, the year that she didn't win the nobel prize was known as the nobel spelled n-o capital b-e-l-l uh prize because um it wasn't her husband that won it as in the play but um the extraordinary list of qualifications that our mother has is actually taken True. from jocelyn bell burnett yeah extraordinary list of academic achievements but what Jocelyn Bell Burnett is like is a mother I don't know I can only hope it's better than, <laughs> than Karen and obviously we should move to the science there's a vast science project which is uh, the which pulls you apart and brings you together rather like the Higgs boson did you when you were first reading it did you find the science intimidating or enlightening how did you change your feelings around it as you worked through it well at school weirdly one of my favorite subjects was physics I loved it I found it sort of poetical and beautiful and logical, mm. um, whereas other sciences are less so. I don't know why, I just really love physics. Um, but reading the play, it was definitely way beyond what I've ever studied at school. Um, and I sort of have to say I flicked through those bits, hoping <laughs> that throughout the process of rehearsal, maybe I'll start to understand it a bit better. And I haven't really. <laughs> <laughs> but when we did an interview, they, they did a thing for the website where they asked everyone involved with the play 
four physics questions from the GCSE paper, and she got two of them right, and I'm totally, totally <laughs> I lost. I think I got one, but that's very sweet of you. Wow. So. <laughs> um, and uh, my own... Uh, I have been playing a, uh, a character in a TV show called Manhattan, which I'd recommend all of you to watch, <laughs> uh, which was about the founding of Los Alamos. And um, so I had had my very own uh, nuclear physicist to ask questions of. It was a fascinating American who'd actually gone to Brezhnev, Russia, during the Brezhnev years and met Brezhnev and been involved in, um, in, in all the... First of all, the very first uh, nuclear weapon, and then um, all the subsequent uh, Cold War weapons. So I had a sort of idiot's guide in my back pocket to particle physics, um, which didn't help me at all <laughs> understand. <laughs> but what I think is misleading is that the amazing Paul Hilton and his speeches God, yeah, um, are so enlightening and exciting and are what his character should be and what science should be, which is inspires you to think and imagine and... I know that at some point you have to go back to school and, and understand what MC squared means. Um, but but uh, I, what I love is that this play was commissioned by uh, people who were trying to make science uh, interesting to people who love the arts. And I, and I think she manages it completely. And I think Rufus has mm. increased that that um, accessibility with this circular set that looks like the Large Hadron Collider and, and the way that Paul's character interweaves his mental health and his imagination with, with the science of CERN, but I, that might just be me. It's <laughs> a really beautiful speech at the end, you know, the kind of Im important science speech, which is the idea that um, scientists in the future get to re restart the the mm. creation, mm. fast forward all the way through mm. to the moment where you are, mm. and the idea is that you can do it better this mm. time, yeah. which of course, as a parent, is absolutely um, kind of resonates, because mm. what you feel with mm. a child is that, oh, it'll be okay, this time. I've got a new child, here's a child, and it's not that you want to mould them into a perfect person, but you think, look at them, they're great, and they're going to be so much better than me. Mm. <laughs> and there's an, there's an element with because the, the play begins and ends with a pregnancy, that that feels, the science, despite its science, feels very attached to that sense of motherhood and Absolutely. doing it right. It's the ultimate, yeah. Uh, what it is, you know, sort of mirroring the IVF, making babies, mm. making your planet. We really screwed up the last one. Yeah. We'll, do it, we'll do a better planet next time. It's all, absolutely, it's meant to be hand in hand. And mm. Yeah, you do do that, don't you? Yes, I, I do. Kind of keep wanting to have babies to try and be better at it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, never stop. I've got a brood. I the last one's really good. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's genuine sort of standalone poetry in that bit. Mm. We, I think we both, as we've all discussed how we stand backstage and he goes, this fecund, this generous blue-green carbon copy, this child that will help us go on living, brings tears to my eyes. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then the line that we come on on is this time, this time, this time we're going to get it right. And I think that's a heartbreaking delusion. <laughs> 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 um, that we all, you know, I, every Monday morning with my diet, you know, <laughs> like this week, this week, this week. And then she comes in with a bag of brownies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> um, so, yeah. 
And how was it working? I don't know if either of you have worked with him before. How was it working with Rufus? Obviously, you can't slag him off because we're <laughs> you. But, you know, <laughs> let's have the positive bits. <laughs> I, I've worked with him once before mm. on London Road, um, the film, not the play. Mm. Cause, uh, and the only reason I'm doing a play is because Rufus said, would you do a play? And I was a bit pissed. And I said, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can't... I don't think there's anybody in this building <laughs> who wouldn't honestly have to say, totally in love with him. All of us, everyone, and every job. she once said that on the stairs <laughs> when she didn't realise he was standing oh. behind her. <laughs> <laughs> I went, oh, I God, God I love him. She went, stop, not another word, right behind us. And I, I was so mature, I went bright red and I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Very <laughs> grown up about it. And what do, what do you like about his direction then? Because obviously you've worked with lots of different people. What is it that you enjoy about how he works? Um, it was very noticeable in the in amongst the entire cast and crew of this show, there there wasn't a sort of uh, alpha male who running it, and and he is the right age. He's got all, you know he's a white middle class man of a certain age, um, but he absolutely does not do that thing. Um, and I don't know how everyone um, feels equal. Don't yeah, they? everyone feels every yeah. suggestion is welcome and. Um, but he gives you absolute autonomy, and yet at the end we seem to have created this united whole. I mean, it mm. was extraordinary. I can't remember a moment when he absolutely told anybody what to do or told them what they were doing was wrong. I was watching him thinking. I was watching all the other actors going, "God, what they're doing is great," mm. and you couldn't suggest anything to make that better. And then he says something, and you go, "Oh yeah, it's better." <laughs> and <laughs> every time he always was considered and beautiful, mm. and it's sort of a gentle, mm. just very skilled. Mm. Also, you can sit in his company and feel like you're possibly the funniest person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and then you, you watch and everyone, everyone feels it. Like, oh, clever. Ah. But he, and what's it moving, I think, is that he doesn't come up with the answer. He doesn't come, it's not all pre-prepared, mm -hmm. which was something a, a, a fellow, a female creative that we both know said they'd had a director who said, okay, this is what I've arranged. And so if you could just stand there and do that, Oh, that's Naming when the actors no are names. like warm props, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Really? You just come on and and like a warm he table. stands yeah. there and contemplates you and the room and the set, and you can see him thinking. And that I think actually, instead of terrifying us all, gave us all confidence that we were we as we were in that moment were part of his process. Yeah. Um, and is uh, is uh, Lucy Kirkwood involved at all? Does she come along and does she? Tell you off that you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was there almost all the way through rehearsals, yeah. and Rufus did say, "I want you all to know this is Lucy's here. We're lucky to have the writer in the room with us, and she is boss. So we might have some discussions, some disagreements, but ultimately she will win. Mm. So, you know, and that's also yeah, pretty. that's unusual, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolute uh, respect. As yeah. we heard this week from the late uh, great Peter Hall, you know, the writer is supreme in his process mm. yeah. and Lucy Kirkwood is sort of the supreme supreme because she is so highly skilled I mean and she makes her own honey for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> God. she brings in peonies from her garden yeah. she comes <laughs> in looking like sort of Tess of the so cool. and then this kind of dripping <laughs> acidic you know on the money teenage speak comes out of the end of her pen or her fingers on her She's computer amazing. I mean she is so many things but uh, people think, oh, the writing's so naturalistic. And then when you look at it on the page, it's mad. There are full stops, 
speaking as a grammarian, where there just should not be full stops in there. <laughs> there are these slashes, which is when someone else is starts speaking while I'm still speaking. And you know, it's, it's just mad. It shouldn't work, but it does. Oh, oh. She's That's coming. Yes, right. exactly. <laughs> With her peonies. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> peonies and her slashes and her full stops. <laughs> And did she, um, and when you were working with her in the room, did she contribute, did she say, oh, no, it's more like this, or how was it not really? No, she was, well, with it, she she was very right. respectful to, mm. um, to, you know, it must be hard, I've mm. never written anything, but apart from a short text, <laughs> but to so give it to someone else to say it. And, it must, and we must have said it, not how she imagined, a lot of the time, and she was very good at not saying that. Yeah. She, w she, she sometimes had a quiet word. But she had a quiet word as Rufus. Yeah, quiet word. And then we'd, we'd get it politely through. <laughs> Can you not? She was very good about it, I think. The one that I, I don't know if I'm allowed to, to say. Do it in code first? Um, Just say it. it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, the end, it was the end of Act One. Um, Jenny's here. Is the it was the name of the scene. Yes. Jenny's got you now. Oh, yes, yes. Am I allowed to say? I think so. What we've well, yeah. it was just interesting well, I'm sure what she's because say. Um, <laughs> the line is, Jenny's here, Jenny's here, Jenny's got you now, and we're holding each other and comforting uh -huh. each other. And it was very beautiful because we love each other and we were hugging and yeah. comforting each other. And I think Lucy said something to introduce a sinister note. Oh, yes. To, uh, the, yeah, to, to the, the phrase, Jenny's got you now. Jenny's got you now. And, <laughs> and it was exactly that that, that that Collie did. And then with the, with the sort of blue-green light coming up, illuminating <laughs> our nostrils <laughs> from the inside, and the black smeary vomit on the floor, suddenly that became a very sinister line. But that she, she kind of changed the, the points on the track yeah, and yeah. said, that yeah, that is meant to be a little bit sinister. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> there is, a, I mean, there's some lovely moments between the two of you, aren't there? There's sisterly moments. I mean, there's, do you, I know that you said you mentioned the backstory. Do you work on the backstory together or do you say, I've got my own and actually you're no, wrong? She's got her own backstory. <laughs> <laughs> and you've not mentioned it. You completely <laughs> disagree. <laughs> Have you mentioned it to each other and you don't agree at all? Well, she did mention that one before, which I laughed at first time as well. <laughs> <laughs> Because my backstory is that she's fucked all, all my boyfriends, yeah. so I'm just retelling. <laughs> and Rufus's one was that I fucked Nico, the security guard, at the Christmas party. There you are, see? <laughs> <laughs> that is That's why only for people who've seen it. He was actually saying, it's all right, you can run off and leave everyone behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With him in yeah, his car in the quarry. Anyway. But Sorry, no, you don't work joke. on those things together, because it's interesting with that, this particularly sisterly relationship, because it is a very push-me-pull-you. Obviously, mm. there's a scene where you are very close, but mm. it, equally, you're going, ah-ha-ha. Ha. You know, there's a, there's a big push-me-pull-you with it. So I was quite interesting in, uh, interested in the idea that you perhaps had created a world together, but you don't need to, I suppose. I, don't, I think it's, it's kind of all there, yeah. mm. you know. It's exactly. 98% of, of what you need is there, and, and some scripts, you definitely have to sit down and yeah. desperately trying to cobble together something. But, um, <laughs> in the background but this doesn't you know good yeah. scripts you don't have to yeah, yeah. I think. and there's a beautiful i mean you know the the last scene which came and went and changed and was the last scene or wasn't the last scene but but the fact is that when they're at their happiest is when they're together and and that moment when alice chooses between the boyfriend and the sister you know there is a real comfort and when she's very down and uh, uh her sister is the only person who picks her up yeah. Can I uh, talk really quickly about doing theatre? Because I know that you're not mad on doing theatre, are you? 
are they? <laughs> <laughs> and you're a little bit more pro. Yeah, I think mad. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> should we talk about the positives and the negatives <laughs> of doing both? Why are you not so mad on doing both? Um, I think my kids at this age, I miss every bedtime, and that for me is hell. So when they've all grown up and they don't need me for a story or a cuddle, because yeah. that's going like to come you soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's it's all going so quickly. I'm I'm hating the sort of three months of not being there for bedtime. Mm. That's my main gripe with it. Um, and it's Saturdays. <laughs> so I'm only there for Sunday, and that's not really enough. Because yeah. um, my older ones are at school, so I don't see them during the day. Oh, yeah. So I feel a bit like I don't see anyone I love until Sunday. Um, and then I want to make everybody stay in the pyjamas and stay inside and lock the door and just cuddle. <laughs> and they, they think that's boring. Yeah, so they want to go play football, yeah. they? <laughs> um, so that's my main gripe. Um, I do, you know, when, it's, when you're actually on the stage and, and people are listening and you're having this amazing sort of, it's a sort of lovely two-way thing with people who have come to watch. It's a sort of deal, you know, I'm going to do this thing, it's quite scary. You're going to be really kind and listen. And we're going to, um, and hopefully you're going to enjoy it. That's, you can't touch that, that's fantastic. That's better than anything else. But um, I also had to have cognitive uh, hypnotherapy before my first night because I was so terrified. I think I'd developed such a fear. And cognitive hypnotherapy means that you have a like, kind of system of going through it? Or? Yeah, so I stand to <laughs> laugh about this. Willie's having a chat and a coffee back there, and, uh, and then a sort of rude joke, pull my finger in straight on stage, and I'm, I'm back there um, squeezing my knuckles and going through the things in a circle of love, circle of love, breathe out love, <laughs> <laughs> before I can come out on stage. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, yes. But so it works. Well, yeah, well... Yes, and the <laughs> bad thing that I said to, to Rufus in front of everyone, I have this thing, I have fear, 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 bored, which is a terrible um, <laughs> <laughs> thing to have. So I, it's I'm quite like a toddler. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, now. And the awful thing is now, God, I think, oh, I could just, I, I, I'm on the verge of giggles now for most of the time, because mm. we're, we're nearly there. Mm. So now I've, I feel more confident, mm -hmm. but that's a terrible bit when I start to get giggly. Which, uh, which is a treat for the rest <laughs> of <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, no, Especially when you're extremely Sorry. susceptible to giggling and extremely susceptible to finding Collie funny, and I'd like to find the people on earth who aren't susceptible to that. There's one you're line. I've really been very stern. good. You've I been so good. I haven't looked at you at that line. It, but it was a, the, I believe the only reason why is because you actually got a major wrist slap from Rufus. Yes. Uh, what was the line that you said? What? <laughs> I can't even say it. I can't yes. say it. So, it's a sort of lost in translation moment when Henri, her very beautiful Swiss boyfriend, <laughs> says, I will not pay to watch you masturbate. I will not pay for, to, for this. And in rehearsals, because he doesn't mean that yeah. quite. Well, he sort of does. But <laughs> I wanted to look at her and go, no, I didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not you wanted to. You I did. did. <laughs> <laughs> and I would look at her and sort of outrage you know and then she'd be doing that i was like don't look at me because then know. poor henri uh, you know it's and yoli is not his first language and he had a long long speech then to make afterwards yeah. which we were both <laughs> <laughs> giggling about like, for now and rufus <laughs> said you two you know this is unforgivable respect your fellow actor stop sniggering and then oh. he at Stop making a physical and joke. He, he was no. sitting there and collie had so he didn't know it was her doing it and then finally he cottoned on and said this is Collie. No it. masturbation joke. Yeah. And so no now, finally. every time that line comes on, I just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and I look up there, <laughs> and uh, we get through it. Mm. Um, and you're, you've been involved in long series, American series, yes. and that obviously that's different from being involved in a, mm. in a, a theatre run, but you mm. are quite pro-theatre. I, I love it, um, and I, I do love filming too, um, but I, I, I've made different choices from Collie, and the filming I've done has taken me far away. So for me, theatre is the home thing. I'm a bonkers cyclist. I hate filming because it involves massive carbon footprint, and I cycle to work, and I see a bunch of people I love, and I do this play, and I'm a sucker for a round of applause, and they don't clap in the in the film business. That's so rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> you can get your own clap going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just have someone walking behind you going, yeah. oh, <laughs> My comparison is that filming is like sushi. You get like one little bite of something that's sort of perfect, a sort of perfect 30-second take, and then theatre's like Christmas dinner with glasses all over the table and heaving <laughs> smorgasbord of deliciousness. But I love theatre. Um, and um, yeah, I like the I like the social aspect. Of no one in Hollywood will go out um, on the lash after a day's filming, um, whereas it's really hard to get. You the see, I've never worked in Hollywood. Everyone in London will go on the lash. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you know, they're all worried about puffy Chardonnay eyes the next morning. Whereas is that a thing? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, That's I why I've never worked <laughs> in Hollywood. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I really I love it coming and uh, and you know working in this lovely theatre is is such a great experience. This is the best theatre to work. If you're so going to do creative. it, oh, it's brilliant. I wasn't planning the canteen. The canteen's amazing. Uh, you know, we had Barbershop Chronicles in here at one extreme, and then Follies in the other. There were people coming in feathers and sequins, uh, and people coming so on with. Fun. You know, just a w it's a real hotbed at the moment. It's very exciting. Yeah. Okay, I'd like to say, um, I think we, yes, we have to stop. I've got a clock, you see. Look. Have a clock, So we have to uh, wind up. I'd like to say uh, thank you for being a very um, interested and engaged audience. Yeah, thank you great question. Thank you. Thank you very much.